Hello and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. A win, a win and a first half goal and a clean sheet and things that we never thought we might see again. Um, so <laughs> to discuss the heady days of three points um, in the Premier League, I have Neil Patterson of Berlin. Chief, how are we? Are we good? Are we happy? Unbridled joy at the moment. To be honest, no, um, yeah, feeling feeling very chipper after that. Like, not exactly um, the smoothest of performances, perhaps, but uh, but yeah, three points was massive and uh, brilliant to get a win in the Premier League and brilliant to get a clean sheet. And yeah, fucking right, we scored a goal, shot us back, all good. Yes, lots and lots, lots of nice things to talk about. Um, to help us out with that, we've got Andy Bale in Liverpool. Andy, how are we? Yeah, good. Um, everything Chief mentioned, uh, feeling the exact same. Um, although I was up at six o'clock this morning, I'm up at six o'clock tomorrow morning, and you ruined the only joy in my life at the minute by spoiling the only goal of the game. So I hope you sleep well tonight. <laughs> I will sleep well, thanks. But again, like I said to you, if you millennials can stay off your phones for more than five seconds at a time, that would be Mate, did you see that first half? You need to cut down on your screen time, mate, same as all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I've also got Birol Akis out in the Netherlands. Birol, uh, happy man, yes? Yeah, absolutely. T- two wins in a row, you know, um, in different competitions. But I, I don't think I've, I've tasted that luxury for a long while. No, it's been too long. So, Birol, let's just get kicked off then. Um, it's kind of a strange game. Um like I said, the, the chief, when we first opened the call, you know, it did to me very much look like two teams that had had their heart and lungs ripped out. And you can see how much um, they're impacted by Jimenez missing. Um, obviously, we've got the issues at the back that we do and they kind of cancel each other out. Um, and the first the first 20 minutes is really strange. Um, before it settles down. I think a number of players start really poorly. It's scrappy. There's no real sustained possession. No one really has any control. And ultimately, there's a few chances come from that. But after about 20 minutes, I think we settle into a rhythm in the first half and it, it culminates in the goal right before the right before the break. And I think probably from, from 20 minutes onwards, we look, we look pretty good, pretty comfortable. Uh, yes, uh, you know, I, you know, you're right. Uh, I, I think we started really poorly. Um, I, actually, we started the, the first action of the game was was something of, of you know what could have been a chance, but um, we made mistakes and, and gave them a chance, and uh, it, it was like everyone was rattled after that, and and we made lots of really really silly, very obvious mistakes, and everyone did, um, and. Uh, but and and you're right. So you know, something like 20 minutes in, we we started to settle down, and and we were maybe lucky not to be behind because you know we have been really unlucky in conceding. You know, um, um, opponents being being lethal where they never are, uh, and and but against us they were, and um, but you know all of that that didn't happen. But you know we've seen. Uh, uh, Liverpool play well and 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 not get the, get the points. Uh, so I, I I wasn't confident at all. But um, at the other, you know, there, there's there there is uh, in statistics. It's it, it's uh, and everybody knows the saying, of course, that there is this regression to the mean. So you your your bad luck needs to run out sometime. And uh, you know it, it it lasted a lot longer than I than I had anticipated or you know uh, let alone hoped. But um, yeah, I, I thought we we played um, we started badly. We played uh, quite well in, in between, and I thought the end of the first half wasn't as good as well. But you know then came that goal, and and that that was very good. So. Um, it, it wasn't a classic, so I, I'm I'm just very happy with 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 winning, and and maybe winning ugly is is better because it it shows the team that they don't have to be at their very very best to to win a game, and um, you know traditionally uh, Wolves away is is all is you know this this new Wolves away is 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 always a is a tricky game to play, and 
and uh, we, we've managed to, to win there um, uh, in the in the last few seasons. But you know, it was always uh, difficult. I remember that really well worked goal that they scored against us, uh, the equalizer last year. Jimenez scoring it, um, but also you know at at the beginning of of that uh, of that uh, attack. So yeah, them not having Jimenez, uh, us not having Virgil and and Joe and and Matip etc. cancels uh, each other out um, in in some sense. And and yeah, I I I I like uh, I like this Wolves team. I like uh, their uh, Espirito Santo. I, I think they deserve more than they than they ha- have got this this season. But you know they'll be back. I I think. Um, but uh, I'm really happy that we we just beat them and and we weren't at our best and that's probably a good thing. Yeah, um, Andy, it's it's a I found it a difficult game to look at because you look at it in different bits and pieces. Like I say, the first 20 minutes and the last 25 minutes of the first half are like two different games, and the second half. You know, it's strange. We look at some points as though we might go on and kill the game, but kind of the longer it goes on, the more you think we're going to have to to sit back and, and dig in. And we don't actually sit back and dig in. We we keep going and we keep trying to find the winner. And there shows a certain element of confidence in what the team are trying to do. But on some occasions with some players, it's it's like invasion of the body snatchers or something where these footballers have been reincarnated by some fella who has absolutely no idea how to play the game. They've still got all the physical ability, but they just have no idea what to do with it. Um, and, we, you know, we go on and we, we don't take chances and we make wrong decisions. And um, I think probably Mane is as involved as he was is, is the prime culprit in that. But, you know, I don't know. what you, Do you think there's... Do you think there's maybe a case of there are some players starting to get their form back, their own personal form back, and there's some players that haven't quite dragged themselves out of that funk yet, um, but slowly but surely, player by player, maybe this is a sign that we're, that we're getting there? I think there's two things to say on that on the individual level. Um, first of all, I think Fabinho coming back at the midfield, everyone's kind of said it, everyone's mentioned it, that that just completely changes how we play and for the better as well I think uh, you saw it against Leipzig where I think he was incredible uh, I thought he was man of the match that night I thought he was really really good um, just in, in general in his role but also in in the way it changed how we play and how we approach it and we just look a lot more like Liverpool when he's there the Liverpool under Klopp that we've known for the last three four years you know Wijnaldum, Thiago, Jones have all had good games here and there. They've all had good patches for Liverpool. But as a midfield three, um, it didn't really give us that kind of energy and pressing and, and give us what we want from a Klopp Liverpool midfield. So I think having Fabinho back in there has made a massive difference. And it meant we were able to be competitive tonight. And we were able to press and win the ball high up and and and, and kind of give us that kind of wave after wave that, that we want to see from Liverpool. We want to see this, this entertaining and exciting Liverpool side. And, uh, and, and, and so that made a massive difference for me. And also Diogo Jota, I don't think he makes a massive difference to the way we play. He's similar enough in certain ways to each of the three centre forwards or each of the three attackers, sorry, that we're used to seeing playing for Liverpool and Salamani and Firmino. And, uh, but he, he does have that bit of extra clinicality and, 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 and extra bit of bite at the minute, certainly on form and the way he's been playing this season. And, and that's invaluable to us, as we saw with his goal today. He could have had a couple against Leipzig, but he's creating those chances for himself. He's linking up with the other two. And, and that's so encouraging going into the rest of the season. If, if we can keep him fit, you know, it's, it's so exciting to see what we can do in the latter stages of the Champions League and maybe even, uh, as I'm sure we'll come on to talk about, claw away back into the top four race. Um, games against Wolves, I think as Burrell kind of alludes to, they're, they're attritional at the best of times for us, you know. Um, it's, it's a, it's a bit of a weird one. Burrell says about like where we always seem to beat them home and away. And we do, I think, since they've come back in the Premier League, I think we've maybe beaten them every time. And it's become like a bit of a myth. Like people say Turf Moor is a tough place to go, whereas they've actually a really shocking home record. Um, but, the point is, point is valid that these games are difficult and, and they make it hard for us. And I think with Jimenez being out and Pedence being out for them, 
along with all the problems we've had over the last three months, it it was never going to be an easy watch. It was never going to be, you know, easy on the eye. It was never going to be free flowing. And it was just one of those games we had to grind out. And that was kind of the most impressive aspect of it. And, you know, it's football is a results business. The ends justify the means, all the other cliches. And listen, if Fabio Silva doesn't shoulder it from three yards out and it ends one all we're probably having a very different conversation right now but at this stage of the season nine games to go given everything has to be pragmatic really um then we can we can give them credit for grinding that out and i'm, I'm a happy man tonight yeah chief um you know we do grind it out and still have it in us to play well in patches and games you know and we have been playing well in, in patches and games for the majority of this period of form where we've hardly picked up a point but what we haven't been doing is when we have a little bit of ascendancy for 15-20 minutes we don't stick the ball in the net whereas tonight actually we managed to right in the stroke of half time and it's a really nice goal all the decision making's right no one's thinking about themselves they're doing the first thing that pops into their head they're not overcomplicating it and we fashioned a really good opportunity and Jota maybe fortunately manages to stick it away um, and that that shows that you can go on from here it might not be pretty and we're not just suddenly going to become the team that we were last season for obvious reasons but there's still an opportunity here now to maybe make a fist of putting the run of games together and at least putting pressure on the sides ahead of us. It's a nice time to get a win going into this break. It was vital. It was vital to get the three points tonight, and especially with all the results going the way they did with the, the four or five teams above us. Um, without taking that three points tonight, say we'd lost, then you know, you're going into... <clears throat> You're going into the into the into the break, the three week break now, kind of seven points behind, and it looks like nine games to go, and it, it looks a bit like a mountain to climb. As it is, you're you're five points back now, or we're five points back now, and you've seen it you've seen it done. You know you've seen bigger uh, points differences overhauled. Um, so by hook or by crook, getting those three points was was all that mattered tonight, and. Um, yeah, I mean, the game, I think you're absolutely right. I think we, we sort of pinpointed or highlighted it pre-pod. We didn't really play any better or worse, probably. Probably, reasonably speaking, than, than we have done in other games. But the difference was we, we took our chance, or a chance this time when it come along. Mane had already missed a guilt-edged opportunity earlier, which I was cursing him for. Um, and despite having quite a decent game in the end, he, he, he also... You can see it's not really working for him at the moment as well, which we commented on during the game. Um, but yeah, Jota sticks it away. It's I don't know if you'd call it fortunate, but yeah, the, the keeper doesn't cover himself necessarily in glory, but it's a brilliant move. Um, and as they highlighted on Sky, um, this, it started with Nat Phillips winning his winning his aerial battle and winning, winning his duel and and popping the you know the ball lands basically at Mane and uh, it goes from there you know they they do find each other they don't overcomplicate as you say there aren't too many touches it's just bang 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 and it's in the net Um, and that's what we we love about this Liverpool team that's what they can do when they are firing and you're right uh, we're only playing well actually in moments in games sometimes in five minute spells but not really for longer Um, but it was enough tonight, and you know Wolves are never a side they're going to co- score many goals. They're not going to fashion millions of chances, and especially with Jimenez out, they really, really rely on Traore. And you know we did a good enough job of, of marshalling him tonight. Um, as Andy rightly says, they had a good chance with with your man Silva, but um, and you never know if that goes in, maybe it does finish one one, or who knows, maybe we we would have found something extra to get the the point. Uh, points but um, thankfully we didn't have to dig deep with like five minutes to go or anything um, and we were just able to, to see out the 1-0 despite the 15 minutes of injury time at the end and that that looked pretty bad so I suppose we may mention that uh, ho- hopefully it's not 
too bad for Patricio and he's he's able to come back and, and play again this season. Um, you know, it's yeah. just confirmed there that he's fully conscious. Just got a notification from Sky Sports, so it's sounding good from that perspective. Good shit, good shit. So just taking all the precautions then, so that so that's good. But um, good news for him and good news for Wolves. But yeah, massive, massively important was uh, the good news for the Reds tonight, and that's the three points. Yeah, um, let's hope that that's that that is in fact positive news coming out. Um, for Ray Patricio there because it, it looked it looked pretty nasty and I think with some of the some of the things we've seen this season um, you know something some people were fearing the worst um, Beryl I think something that may I don't know something might might have gone noticed um, I thought anyhow that two full backs defensively I thought were really really good tonight um, I think Trent is great at, at protecting the back post, um, Phillips as well, on that side, because they do like that kind of, I suppose, what has become Jordan Henderson's trademark cross from kind of the deep kind of Beckhamish position, um, swung into the back post. And um, they've always got runners in there. Um, Neto in particular was, was trying to find space out that side. But we defend those situations well. I think Neto, Neto does doesn't get any change out of Trent um, one-on-one. Um, Triori the same against Robbo on the other side. Maybe neither of them are as creative as we would like them to be. But to me, it looked as if they had a different job tonight. And without Jimenez being there, those two guys really are the threat. And I think they they were a large part of the reason why we managed to keep the clean sheet tonight. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I, I had made a mental note to, to, to point out uh, the fact that, uh, that, you know, I thought Trent especially was was uh, defensively very aware, and uh, and 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 with that with those balls, and, and there were a lot of those. Uh, he 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 was really really good at them, um, headed them away a lot, and and I th- I thought Neto was was the player. Um, that had uh, had usurped uh, uh, Diogo Jota, and that's that's why they were not even reluctant to sell him. Um, but we didn't see him tonight. I, you know, he, he's don't get me wrong, he's a good player. I really like him as a player, but uh, um, maybe not as a person. But that you know, that's a different uh, topic. Um, um, you know, on the pitch, uh, let's clarify that immediately. Um, but you know, he, he didn't. He, 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 he I don't think he he got uh, past uh, Trent just once. And and this is Trent Alexander Arnold, who is always being lauded for his uh, for his creative work. But you know, always with the asterisk uh, that he uh, that he is still learning as a defender. And and which which is true. Um, but tonight he was he was excellent uh, on on that aspect as well, and I think they need to be. You know, they being him and uh, and uh, Andrew Robertson and on, on the other side of the turf, um, they need to be because uh, they need to help their uh, you know relatively inexperienced uh, centre backs uh, out, and and you know they were a unit, and I think uh, uh, yeah. Playing together, and now in two consecutive games with with the same uh, um, back four, it just gives you a, a bit more uh, routine, a, a bit more uh, coordination, a bit more communication, uh, and uh, I, th- I think you know um, our defense. Of course, it, it isn't the defense that it, that it uh, used to be last year, but. Um, and, but it, it isn't a problem at, at this moment anymore, and, and they're by no uh, by no means uh, um, a world class um, back four defensively at this moment. But you know that they are perfectly adequate, and I thought I thought they they played you know all four of them played really well, uh, some better than others, and I, I think. Um, you know, Trent still being a very young uh, young player, he just trying to take responsibility and, and doing so. I thought Robbo didn't play very well in the first half, but uh, I thought the second half was very solid. And um, yeah, I'm, uh, last year Adama Traore had, had a really good season, but he, he's, he's a bit of a myth. Um, 
um, you know, very imposing and, and, and very quick, of course. And, and sometimes there is a dribble in him, but uh, he hasn't produced anything this, this season. And, uh, and t- tonight, uh, again, I thought uh, Robbo handled him really well. So, yeah, and that, that was that threat. And they had only this William Jose uh, through the middle. But, yeah, didn't seem as, uh, as much as well. Yeah, I, I thought we we played uh, very well defensively, and this was uh, in, in large parts, um, and we had uh, our fullbacks to thank for that. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I think so. Andy, I think two centre halves both play well too. Um, Phillips is as usual. I'm just going to go and eat everything. I'm going to head it all. I'm going to kick it all. Um, he's front food and he's aggressive. And um, Kabak to me looked like a different player tonight. He he looked a lot more assured, a lot more confident. He looked to be, you know, walking with his shoulders back and his chest out and his passing was a bit more adventurous. I think his positioning was good and um he looked as though he just looked a lot more comfortable in himself this evening, I thought. Yeah, I think over the last kind of, what is it, it was five or six weeks, Quebec's been at the club, maybe slightly less than that from when he's been playing. I think when you saw him next to Fabinho, and, you know, I think for Fabinho, that was a separate point, but when when it comes to our player of the year, I think you'd be hard-pressed to make an argument against him. Uh, and therefore, when there was a young centre-half playing next to him, we all know uh, what happened at Schalke, uh, how bad they've been this season, I think. He was the one getting targeted, whereas right now I think it's it's Phillips is the one getting a bit more targeted, um, especially given the fact that Trent Alexander-Arnold's on that side rather than the you know more defensively solid Andy Robertson on the left was playing with uh, with Quebec. So I don't think he's he, he's been as involved. I don't think he's um, you know I don't think the play's going on his side quite as much. That said, you know I did sit here on the podcast in January and I said you know. I think it was the link with William Saliba at Arsenal, who's now gone to Nice on loan. And I said, we just need to get somebody in short term who is quick, so that doesn't compromise how we can play a high line, uh, and who's good on the ball, so it doesn't compromise our, our play in that regard. And Reese Williams was too slow, uh, and Nat Phillips wasn't good enough on the ball. And uh, and I said, just get somebody in for six months who, who can do that. And, and to be fair, uh, I know I've been quite critical of Quebec in the past, but... I thought in the last couple of games, he's just done that. Uh, and that's absolutely fine for me. And um, that's, if he can do that until the end of the season, then that's a, that's certainly a, a problem patched up, if not fixed. And, uh, he's, he's been good over the last couple of weeks, I have to say, I have to admit. And I'm, I'm, I'm more encouraged by him. And my issue with it just was the, the idea that his age and his inexperience should come into it because I just think we have to go as pragmatically as possible for the rest of the season. And if that means chucking Ben Davies in for a couple of games, chucking Phillips in for a couple of games, chucking uh, Quebec in for a couple of games, I don't care if I ruin all their confidence. I don't care about the rest of their careers. I just want to get in the top four and I want to get back to normal. And um, But there's certainly an argument now that, that playing Quebec every week is that, uh, is that easiest route to victory, is that pragmatism as well. So... Yeah, I think in that regard, Andy, what we need there and what we haven't had is continuity with it, with a, a consistent back two. And it looks as though, you know, warts and all, it's, it's going to be these two guys. And that might actually just turn out to be the best solution. Yeah, I can't, I can't see us winning the European Cup with them both. But at the same time, you know, it's right now. It's there's no doubt. There's not. There's nothing I would change. I wouldn't make a change for the weekend. I wouldn't or uh, whenever the next game is a month's time, isn't it? So yeah, I mean, no problem with them at all. I mean, Phillips is kind of one of those defenders who it looks like it it could go wrong at any given moment, but until it actually does go wrong, then we have to give him praise and we have to say he's playing well. I thought he was a bit ropier tonight, but ultimately comes away with a clean sheet. And uh, I think his chief alludes to he makes a couple of decent blocks, especially the one at the end. Uh, with that cross and yeah as a unit they were they were good tonight um Trent's obviously been a bit deeper he's come in a bit closer um to to protect the center half whoever it is playing there and and Robertson's always fantastic defensively and as you mentioned the two that played center half were were good tonight and ultimately see the game out so um yeah happy enough yeah I I, I would agree with you it would be surprising if a team with a back two of 
of Ozanka back and that Phillips went on to win the Champions League. But given the circumstances that we're in at the minute, they might actually be our best chance of doing so, ironically. Um, Chief, I spoke about continuity there across certainly the back two and, and you know, probably say the back four. But what we've had the last couple of games now is, is continuity in the midfield with what, you know, without Jordan Henderson is they're the big guys, you know, they're the big dogs. Uh, it's those three. Um, and we know how Klopp likes a midfield three that are industrious, that work hard, that, you know, don't necessarily penetrate with their passing or, you know, going past two or three men, but will recycle the ball and look after the ball um, and be press resistant. And, you know, I, I don't know. I thought Thiago's passing was, was off tonight. Um, I thought he gave the ball away really carelessly um, a few times. And I think the other two probably guilty of it as well. Some loose touches, not maybe being aware of what's around them. But ultimately, it's probably the midfield three that you want. And it's been changed in recent weeks with a different sort of shape, with the double pivot. And that probably hasn't helped mm. Thiago. So mm. do you expect now that this is going to be the three and that, there is still levels to go with these guys, you know, can those performances improve? Because I wasn't totally enamored, particularly first 20 minutes. Oh, I, I mean, the, uh, they'll, they'll definitely improve. Like, I mean, I mean, what's that? Probably the third time they've played together. Maybe the fourth. Um, yeah, probably maybe if even, if even. So they played together. I'm thinking maybe they played together in the Merseyside Derby for a half. Um, and then maybe played together once, one, 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 once more since uh, Fabinho's been back. But uh, yeah, it, it, it will get better. I mean, I think you saw a very good performance from the same three in Leipzig, and tonight it just took them a little bit longer to get to grips with things. One thing I'll mention though, since you were talking about the the defence there, uh, as a correlate with the midfield, and I don't know if you, I'm sure you noticed because we, we chatted as well. It took us a while to get a, a grip on the game. It took us a while to start playing well. I think we started maybe the first five okay, but then from about five to 20, we were a bit nervy. Allison flaps at one. You mentioned the penalty incident at pre-pod. Um, he flaps at another one, uh, a punch from a corner, I think. Um, and there are just a few nervy moments. The ball gets given away. I think Jeannie gives it away. Fabinho gives it away. You've mentioned Thiago does it a couple of times. Um, there are a few niggly fouls in there. But I think what, what, what they did well, the midfield, was was they did begin to get a grip on it and they started to win the battle. I think it took them 10 minutes, I think, potentially, again, with, with uncertainty about what's behind them. But as the as the back five played their way into the game and started to look more and more assured, I think the same happened with, with the, the midfield. And I'm not sure which is which, which is a consequence of which, you know, is it chicken or egg, you know, that comes first. But that seemed to happen. And certainly from about 25 to twenty five to, to 40, we probably absolutely boss it. And then we create the chance again on 44 and, and score. Um, you're right, it probably is. A starting midfield, even when all uh, available players are fit, or all squad players are, are available. Um, a starting midfield, but at the same time, you've, you've got Naby Kaida who pushes for a place there, and you've got Jordan Henderson, of course, who probably comes straight back into it. So it's three of your of your top five midfielders, you'd probably say there, um, which is a good place to be when they are all, all fit and, and, and ready. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's it's an it's an issue. Um, I think as as I mentioned, if they play the the more they play together, the the more uh, they'll begin to know each other's game, and the more uh, we'll see from them. Um, but yeah, I do, I do think that they they stepped into the game and managed to to get a grip of it after perhaps a few you know with a, a few shaky moments in there, including at the start. Second half was a little bit different though, mind you, because. 
we did sort of sit back for for periods. We 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 almost soaked it up for a while, let them have it. Um, and there was a, a, there was a time where Wolves appeared to be sort of turning the screw slightly, and then bam, we 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 kind of wrestled control back again. So all in all, I don't think it was a, a, a terrible performance. But of course, the the two lads get hooked, don't they, on on sixty five or seventy? So um, they, they've played Wednesday as well. And they played a lot of football, so maybe there's a bit of legginess. But obviously, you'd you'd imagine with that double substitution, with obviously freshness being an issue, but perhaps um, maybe not having their best games either. Uh, but overall, I thought the midfield functioned okay. Yeah, functioned okay. I think it's a fair assessment. Um, not not the level it was during the week, but. No, it wasn't as, as, turn up and eat trees, certainly. But, no, uh, um, and I think, you know, all, all the, you can point to excuses for all three of them. You know, Ginny's played 480 million minutes this season in, in 26, <laughs> different, 26 different positions. You know, Thiago's just moving back into that midfield role. You know, two games in, you know, what, four or five days, and That'll be more running than he had, he's had to do in months um, because we know how leisurely Van Dyke gets away with playing centre-half as, and it's not obviously the same for Fabinho, but it's not that level of industry um, that needs to be provided in the centre of the park. And Thiago, it, you know, we've talked at length about how difficult it is to play in a club midfield, and as good as a player he is, he's still going to take time to adapt to something that is, you know, he's been a baron a very long time, and Things are done a certain way there. You know, Guardiola or no Guardiola, things are done a certain way. Um, so, yeah, there's hopefully levels to come from these guys, and, and they've got three weeks to go away and, and work on that. They're all the curious case of Sadio Mane. Um, I, I don't really know where to begin with his performance tonight. Um, I think probably the only word I can think of to adequately describe it would be frustrating. Because, and he's been like this for a while now. He's so involved, you know. He's so, you know, he's, he looks just so damn determined to make something happen. You know, he's, he looks like he's carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders, and um, he looks absolutely electric tonight at times. He's he's really sharp. He's on it. He's turning away from men. He's he's turning them inside out and getting to the byline, but then he's overrunning the ball, and then he's you know. Make him really intelligent, late runs into the box, and then he's heading it wide. And then he can turn away from somebody and, and send Sal away, and then he turns back into defenders and loses the ball, and then they nearly score. And you know, I, I don't know, maybe you can help us out here, um, but there's got to be something going on um, psychologically with him that he just doesn't seem to be able to get it together. And it's not because he's a bad footballer, and it's certainly not because he's not trying. So, you know, I, I, that's the only answer that I've got for this conundrum that we're facing at the minute with his form. Yeah, well, you know, uh, he hasn't been in lately for his uh, therapy session, so um, I, you know, I, I have to guess as well. But yeah, you, you can't fault his interest industry and. Uh, and you know what they say when uh, you know sometimes um, strikers have these 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 patches that they in which they don't score and then um, and 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 their and their managers will will say yeah uh, when they have you know have to comment on their miss uh, that game then then they will say you know I'm I, I'm uh, I'm glad he still gets into to these positions and uh, I know it's it's a bit of a cliche but. Uh, I, I think Manio suffers. Uh, Manio, Sadio Mane <laughs> suffers from from the same thing. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before um, um, regarding uh, Thiago, regarding uh, Trent, regarding Robo, that they see that there is a problem with the team and that they are trying to 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 take responsibility and and in doing so. Um, are not doing what they are supposed to do in, uh, for the team, and, and doing uh, more, uh, and and you know, and, and and making more mistakes in, in doing so. So, I think you know, we do you think it's about, all? A, do you think it's all a bit Wayne Rooney in that regard? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I, I really don't want to to 
to now with with, with Wayne Rooney, um, there was always you know there, there were people smarter than me who, who said when when he was still at his prime that that he had peaked so early that 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 they thought he he wouldn't last until you know uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, ages um, and because you know uh, he he used up his 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 body. Um, in some way, I, I don't think this is the case with Sadio Mane. I think I, I just think he's, but but maybe um, uh, Wayne Rooney also had um, the tendency to to shoulder uh, more responsibility and to do more than than he should uh, he's supposed to do, and 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 in doing so um, uh, is neglecting to do the, the one thing that he needs to do. And um, so I, I I really think, and you're right, he he. He was very active. He really tried to do something. He was he was uh, much more involved than 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 Jota and and Salah in in first half and 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 second half as well. But uh, um, but it, it didn't come off. And nothing he, he tried did come off. But uh, and, and at the same time he had some 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 really uh, characteristical dribbles and, and he was being fouled a lot and. Uh, but you know th- there was no no end result. But if he you know just keeps doing this and 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 the others can show him that he he doesn't need to do everything, maybe we start um, working as a team again. Because the goal we scored, he was involved in it twice. Uh, I think there's a through ball uh, for him, and then he gives a through ball for for, for Salah. Salah. Dribbles and gives it back to him, and then he gives it, you know, the, the assist. If I remember it well, I've just yeah. seen it once to to Jota and who, who scores it. Uh, so you know, this was what he needs and what he what he, what he always can do. But again, uh, he, he because we don't function as a team, he he overthinks things. He he um, he doesn't release the ball as quickly as he should. But uh, again, you know, if. if 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 there would be a problem with the chemistry in the team, and uh, and I know I was the one who uh, suggested it as as a as a possibility, but you know maybe not a, a, a probability. But um, if there would have been something wrong with the with the group dynamical chemistry of this team, I I think we would have seen a, a you know a more sulky person, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, he did lots of things wrong today, but he did a lots a lot of things. So uh, I, I think uh, I'm I'm still being pa- being patient with him. He was frustrating, um, but yeah, I it's I would say he 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 was better than he was in recent uh, games, and you know maybe we are on the upturn. You know I I don't want to be overly optimistic, but it, it I I hope we have. You know, rock bottom behind us, and and everyone, including Sadio, is uh, is uh, is is uh, starting to to find his feet again. And yeah, that, that you know, the only thing I can say about that, I just hope um, we we've witnessed the the turnaround now. Andy, just to stay on money for a bit, um, because I think it's fair to say he. Uh, Probably, probably right up there with what you would call underperformers of the season. Um, he hasn't been finding the net nearly as regularly as we would have liked. Um, certainly not as regularly as previous years. He is out of sorts, to say the least, but very much in keeping with tonight. He is a constant thorn in the side of the opposition. Um, he continually makes those runs in behind. He can hold the ball up. He can act as a target man. And, you know, he's vital to the press. But I suppose, given his form, would you be tempted to drop him if Firmino gets gets himself fit and available based on his form and go with Jota out the left, possibly? No, I think I keep it as it is right now, even when Firmino's back. Um, I thought Mane was good tonight, actually. As, as I think as Beryl says, it was a massive improvement in the last couple of weeks. He's my thing with Mane. I've been watching, you know, Salah and Mane, and, and Firmino's never really had the pace. But with Salah and Mane over the last couple of weeks, you know, their form 
well, this season, really. Um, I know Salah's obviously, he's got the goals, but in individual games, more often than not this season, he's been he's been off it, in my opinion. And I think in terms of their goal scoring and their finishing and their general play, they've been off it. But I, I seem to think they've they've kind of lost a yard of pace as well. Um, naturally, that's going to kind of happen when you when you hit 28, 29, 30, which I think all, all of the front three are. Um, obviously, the front three being Salamani, Firmino, not Jota. But at times, you know, I felt that teams, especially in that Chelsea game, I felt that they were able to really push up high. And even when good balls were played in behind balls, that usually Salamani would have been straight on to. You'd have never been able to play those in previous years because because teams would be so deep and there'd be no space in behind. And I think maybe teams have worked that out a little bit. Like actually, okay, these two in a straight foot race over 50, 60 yards, or they don't quite have that electric pace they did maybe when they joined Liverpool three, four, five years ago. And that's been my thing with Manny. But tonight I think, you know, the classic signature move from Manny over the last couple of years where kind of backs in and holds the ball up against the defender and spins and uses that burst of pace. I think over five, ten yards, Manny still is quick and he was using that to great effect tonight. And I really yeah, thought he's still explosive, isn't he? Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's explosive. He's got that explosive pace. And, you know, there's, as any kind of sports scientist will tell you, you know, there's a difference between, you know, being quick over 50 yards and being quick over, over 5, 10 yards. The whole idea of the first 5, 10 yards being in your head and, and, and being the most important yards. And he's still got those, which is, which is the most important thing because at the end of the day, the front three, or no, or, or or otherwise, you know, teams are going to sit in deep against Liverpool naturally with the quality that we have. So I'd much rather he still had that explosive pace. Um, in terms of your 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 question about the the front three kind of going forward this season, I would keep Jota where he is. I think he's. I don't think he had his best game tonight. Funny enough, even though it's the first goal he scored since uh, since I think it's the first goal he scored since he. Since he since he got injured back in November, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so I I think he played really well in the Leipzig game, uh, even though he missed a couple of guilt edge chances. Um, and uh, and I don't think he was as good tonight, but obviously he gets the goal and 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 is always kind of a threat. So I, I just keep that as it is right now. You know, we've had the um, the win last week. We've had the win tonight. Decent enough performances, really good performance in Budapest, and and decent enough performance tonight. Well, certainly a great result. So I don't really see the need to change it. Um, you know, there's a question mark over the international break. I think the the South American qualifiers have been cancelled, definitely. So that'll mean Bobby's he's gonna get. Well, we don't play next weekend. Then it's international break. Then. Do we play Arsenal the weekend after? I don't even think that's been changed for TV yet. So that's how far away we're talking uh, for this game to be. And, you know, maybe two, three weeks of training and, and, and just getting everyone back to normal will be exactly what he and uh, and the likes of Fabinho, who's played a lot of football, and the other South American lads will need. And, you know, Mane and Salah, uh, I think they'll be playing the African qualifiers. Jota will obviously have European qualifiers with Portugal. Um, and maybe, I think, yeah, Portugal is still playing triple header. So there's all those things to factor in the sports science. But in terms of if you're asking me for our, our best 11, we're playing Champions League quarterfinal uh, first leg tomorrow. Uh, I think I'd go with the, the three that played tonight. I think they've a, they've a good link up. You know, Mane and Salah, even when they're not playing well, they obviously offer, they still offer so much, still offer such a threat. And, and when you've got Jota uh, with his, I keep going to say clinicality. I, I know that's not a word, but I don't know what the kind of general term for being clinical is. Uh, but he's that anyway. He's got, he's got a clinical touch and uh, and that that something like that, something like being good in both boxes, I think is is something uh, Neil Atkinson, the Anthony Rapp says quite a lot. And and, and Jota's brilliant in the box, uh, and I think that's gonna that's gonna stand us in great stead going forward this season. Yeah, it it does have that knack. Um, of just getting in the right positions, and uh, he is, he's another sort of brute force and ignorance player, Chief Jota. And if we kind of think back, things at the top end of the pitch did tend to fall apart, kind of after he got his injury. Um, maybe not immediately, but you know, I, while he was in the team, you know, don't forget. We were the top goal scorers in the division, you know, maybe halfway through the season. Um, so the the other question is, at that time, um, we were going with the four of them, weren't we? 
um, and it was it was producing results and it was producing goals. Um, is there a temptation for Klopp to go back to that? Because the question now is that you know obviously his mid he's maybe made the decision that he's not going to compromise his midfield, and that may have played a factor in that I'll just get the four in the pitch. But I think the stats will probably bear out that this season when the four of them were on the pitch, the goals diminished ratio I would suggest probably be much much higher. Yeah, I mean, uh, it'd be interesting because I seem to have a feeling that, or I had a feeling at the start of the season when we were doing that, that maybe playing the four upset the balance slightly. Um, and we, we maybe didn't produce as much. Um, I seem to think that it was was better when, when Jada came in for one of the front three and it tended to usually be Bobby at the time. Um, but I could be wrong. So it'd be interesting to go back and look at look at that because I, I know obviously as you mentioned they did all four of them did certainly start a few games or play together a few times, um, but I mean obviously having the extra one on you know we we always talked about it you know when Coutinho left and that was our fourth attacker and he left and then we went to the the front three and um, we never really replaced him and and so on and so forth and then when Jota came in there was a, there was a little bit of that so. I wouldn't be surprised if we do see the four of them again at, at some point um, this season. It's it's as Andy said earlier with reference to something else. It's all about pragmatism. It's all about what is going to get you the the wins. Um, because yeah, we need we need them. We need we need that top four. If you unless you're unless you're willing to sacrifice the top four. It's as must each game is as must win now as as they have been in the last th- three seasons when you've been going for the title, because we've left ourselves with that much to do. So um, it'll be I mean Klopp will look at it and it'll be he'll pick the, the team that he thinks can can beat the side in front in front of them on on the day. But I wouldn't be surprised if more often than not that that sees the four of those start when when Bobby's back fit. Um, I think this three-week break can only benefit probably every every team, but certainly us. Um, and with a bit of with a bit of luck after that, we'll see sort of a more galvanised, more um, coherent. I think is the word I'm looking for. Liverpool, um, less stop-start, less jittery, less um, kind of fits and starts, and much more back to their old selves uh, as much as, as possible, you know, personnel uh, permitting, obviously. So, yeah, I think I think you will see, you will see, we will see that a little bit over the next few games. And uh, why wouldn't you? Um, it brought possibly dividends earlier in the season. And even if, even, if, even if it didn't, as you mentioned, sort of the goal return, I mean, it was certainly something the club liked and was using, was experimenting with. So I would imagine we'll see, we'll certainly see more of it. And and hopefully now getting Jada back, along with, with the other players coming back and bolstering the midfield and get Fabinho back in there in, in the proper position and so on. It's just another step back in the, in the right direction because rightly... A lot of focus has been on on defence and the centre backs and then the midfield and so on with with having to move them about and injuries and but actually quietly, Jota's injuries probably been well certainly one of the most destabilising of the of the campaign because as you pointed out, Dave, we we were top of the league and top scorers of the league before he got injured, and in the in the following couple of months, well, we know what's happened so. Um, it's certainly a welcome, welcome back to Diogo Jota, and he's he's shown in his first couple of couple of games on the pitch uh, what a difference he makes. Yeah, um, a welcome return, no doubt. Okay, just quick round robin to finish off. Then, guys, we're going into the break, and we might look at this in a bit more detail um, over the international break. But you know. Let's just have a quick chat around it. Is, is top four still a viable option? Now, what I've got here um, is we've got Leicester in third on 56. We've got Chelsea in fourth on 51. Um, and we'll just 
exclude West Ham for the meantime. Um, and I don't want to be hasty, but we've only got so much time. Um, we've got ourselves in sixth um, on 46. So it's five from Chelsea and 10 from Leicester. Now, the fixtures are Chelsea have Fulham at home, City away. Arsenal, oh, sorry, I've gone, I've gone too early. I've gone too early. Let me just start that again. Um, they've got West Brom at home, Palace away, Brighton at home, West Ham at home, Fulham at home, and then their last four are City away, Arsenal at home, Leicester away, and Villa, sorry, Leicester at home and Villa away. Um, Leicester have a difficult run in. They have City to play, they have West Ham, they have um, Manchester United, Chelsea and Spurs among the likes of Newcastle and other such garbage. Um, and we have arguably the easiest run um, of these teams with, realistically, if we, we kick off 4th of April or, or whenever that game is going to be played, away to Arsenal. Um, and then we've got Villa, Leeds, Newcastle, away to the Manchester United, Southampton, West Brom, Burnley and Palace. And that's not a bad last four games. So, Beryl, given, you know, Chelsea have their issues in front of goal. Leicester have had capitulation in the past that, that may have mentally scarred them. Um, and with us being on 46 points, do you reckon we can still make a late charge for it? And if so, how many points do you think it's going to take? Mm, yeah, well, um, I, I want to be optimistic, <laughs> but um, I, I think um, Chelsea are, are very stable at this moment. Um, I think um, Tuchel has has. has Brought them something that you know Lampard wasn't capable of bringing them, and I, I don't see Coaching. them dropping. <laughs> yeah, you know, coherence tactics. I, I do think he he's a bad mad, um, man manager, uh, if that's a word. But yeah, he, he's um, he, he 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 isn't a pleasant person. And and this is every, what everybody said um, after he uh, succeeded. Klopp at, uh, at at Mainz and, and at Dortmund, you know he he is tactically really good and he's very good at coaching. There is no doubting that, but he's he's not a nice person. So I I I, I I'm uh, you know my only caveat would be if they if they lose, uh, you know I'm I'm pretty sure he will blame the players for that and how how do they react to that? So that's the only caveat for them. Um, uh, you know, not not continuing this run that they that they are having, uh, and, uh, you know, um, since he has arrived. Um, Leicester, yeah, they, they they have a tendency. Uh, last year was was absolutely catastrophic. It, it was, it, it, you know, they had such a such an enormous cushion, an enormous buffer, but still lost it against uh, Man United and. Um, yeah, and that, that might have scarred them, and, and you know there are lots of the same players there, but uh, you know their cushion for us is is is, is very large as well. Ten, ten points, you say, and that's that's good because I I I can't see us not dropping points. So I'm I'm not very optimistic. I I you know we will certainly be there or thereabouts, but I I, I don't I, I think we we've, we've squandered our chances. By losing um, uh, one or two games too many, so no, I don't think we will uh, end up in, in in fourth. And yeah, it's it's uh, I find it hard to 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 predict how many points points you, you will need. But uh, there is a tendency in the in the in the last few seasons that you need less and less points to get into top four. So that that might be our only advantage. But um, yeah, I, I just hope our recently found stability is something that that we can keep for 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 a while. And you never know what 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 happens around you when you have a run yourself. But um, yeah, we don't have it in our own hands. That's that's the only uh, only thing I can say about that. 
Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Andy, what do you think? Do you think we can scrape it, and how many points is it going to take for fourth? Yeah, I think Leicester's out of the equation. I think 10 points is too much. They seem to be playing well. They seem to have learnt from the mistakes of last season. Uh, as for Chelsea, I still do think we can possibly reel them in. Um, I think you look at Tuchel, and as Burrell says, yeah, he's had a fantastic start, hasn't he? Uh, he's completely transformed them. He's turned them into a team that looked tactically well-organised. He's, he's he's made individual players play a lot better. And But the only thing about it, I think I've mentioned this in podcasts before, I think I've... You know, you look at even the greatest managers in the Premier League right now, like Jurgen Klopp. You know, we had a massive drop off in our first season with him. We initially had a we rode the crest of a wave for a while, and then we had a huge drop off in the league as we focused on the Europa League. Pep Guardiola scraped fourth in his first season. Uh, I think he finished third in the end, but it went down to the last day. So, even these fantastic managers here, light years ahead of Tuchel as coaches, um, have had this this kind of lull after a while, and I just can't see. I just can't see them keeping this up for, for the entirety of a, a second half of the season. So I think they are going to drop points. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But my issue is, is, is where's our run of games going to come from? Where's our run of wins going to come from? Brilliant tonight was fantastic. But, you know, we, we go again after the international break or it was three on paper difficult fixtures. But when you look at the, the easy fixtures we've had at home, maybe these are, maybe these are the best fixtures for us. And if we can just grind out a couple of them, I think you mentioned Chelsea have to go to Man City. You know, that should theoretically close the gap to two points. And I think us and Chelsea will get a similar number of points in games apart from that uh, from now until the end of the season. So, yeah, I do think it's possible. Uh, I do think it's possible. And uh, But Burrell says, you know, it won't be in our hands. Mathematically, it won't be in our hands, but it will. They will drop enough points to, to allow us back in. This isn't Man City. This isn't the title race where you need to get 100 points. You need to win every week. Uh, this is a top four race where loads of teams drop points. And uh, and I think in terms of, just to answer your last question, Dave, about how many points it's going to take, uh, with nine games left, we're five points behind. I think if we can win six, I think if we can win six of the last nine, uh, I think that might be enough to actually get us into the top four. I think that's too unfair. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just wanted to say, uh, yeah, Andy's uh, um, assessment is totally fair. Okay, so six okay. of six of six of nine. Yeah, I guess the six of nine would take us to sixty-four points. I don't think that's took, enough. Well, it took sixty-six. It took sixty-six last year. Um, yeah, I don't think last. No, you know, last year was no too, too fine a point on it. I don't think last year comes into it too much. It's it's just the points that are that are available now and the games that are left. And sizing it up, I've sort of been thinking about this quite a lot. If you look at this, I think nine. I think we're going to need to win the next nine to to have a really good chance at top four. I think Andy's potentially right that that. You know, Chelsea won't win all the games. I think that that's pretty nailed on. They're not going to win. They're they're not going to win nine out of nine, especially when they've got to go to City. So so bearing in mind that they could lose against City, let's let's take it for granted that they do lose against City. You still need them to slip up again, which is which is altogether possible given that they've only won two of the last five. They've drawn the other three. But they don't concede goals and they're not losing games, so I can't see them losing too many. So if they lose against City, that that's fine. But you still need them, really. I mean, I've got them pegged down here for. Potential. You need them to drop points in two more matches. Yeah, exactly. Then, at so least. I've got the, I've got them down here for potentially, potentially a draw against Arsenal, potentially a draw against, like you know, against against West Ham maybe, but. Or against Fulham. I mean, these are games where where you could see them getting draws, but I can't see them really losing those games. So I think, personally, I think they get 20 points from where they are and they finish on 71. And if we get, uh, which means we need 26 points from where we are to finish on 72 which means we need to win the next next nine games. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. Um, hopefully it doesn't have to come down to that and hopefully Chelsea will throw in a couple of clangers but I don't really honestly think you can sit there and look at that and say they're going to lose two, three games 
just don't see where that's coming from with the games they've got left and the way yeah. they're playing and the style they're playing, which is very much defence first. So, yeah. So I, I think we're it's, it's a big push now. I think we're going to have to win the next nine uh, to really give ourselves a proper fighting chance of, of getting in there. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one for me. For me, it could be anything. For me, I think it's about when and where teams drop points. Um, who drops points first? If we get it to two. I mean, if Chelsea, for example, sorry to cut you just a wee second, but if Chelsea, they've got West Brom, Palace, Brighton, the next three. Mm-hmm. So if they mm-hmm. stick nine on the board there, we're going to have to stick nine on the board as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so. the worry, I think. I think for I think for it to be I think for it to, for us to have a chance I think they need to drop points before we do and I'm not sure where that happens but listen stranger things have happened than this season of all seasons so so until next week then or not next week whenever we speak to you is next um, for Easter fuck's sake uh, yeah <laughs> Easter yeah Easter until until the Easter weekend um, up the nine wins needed Reds. <laughs>